Today's podcast is a straight up conversation with someone I admire very much, stepmom coach and mother of five, Ana de Acosta. I hope you love it. I won't say much to start off because I described how Anna and I first met right in the interview, but this episode came about because of a conversation we had about how our individual coaching journeys sort of fit together in a complementary way because she works only with stepmoms and I specialize in working with dads. So I said, this is kind of interesting. Let's save this conversation for a time we can record ourselves and share it on the podcast. And so here we are. Hi, Anna. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. How are you? Good. I'm just remembering, like, it's got to be three, more than three years ago when we first met, because mm -hmm. I had kind of just started working with stepmoms online, and I came mm -hmm. across your stuff, and we got in touch, and, like, you were living in Peru, and I didn't know that you weren't Peruvian like I just reached out to you and we had a conversation I'm like hey she speaks really good English and then it turns out that you're from Canada and then it uh -huh. turns out that like you're you're from like an hour away from where I live that was crazy yeah and then we were like coming to visit for the summer that year it was 2018 yeah and yeah it, it feels like such a long time ago doesn't and it you came to your dad's and I drove down and yep. we had lunch together it was like so crazy yeah and I'm here again now at my dad's <laughs> but now you're here like here here like you brought everybody yeah 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 um yeah my stepkids are here we've been here for over two years now wow since yeah since like April 2019 I think right mm -hmm. um well, it sucks and that COVID a so big happened, chunk of that time yeah. has been like, man, that's not really good for yeah, integrating your kids. And... Exactly. Like with the English as a second language. And, you know, I, I didn't pay much attention to teaching my kids English when we were in Peru because I figured like focus on the Spanish and they'll learn it by themselves mm -hmm. when they get here. But and they have. But it took a little longer because of COVID. Yeah. Because they weren't in school face to face, right? Yeah. So it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So what did we talk about the other day that I wanted to revisit because I thought it was so interesting? I think it's how our, like the work that I do and the work that you do kind of dovetail together in an interesting yeah. way. So talk about your thing. Talk about yeah, what you so like it's to like. Do. I think like the, the side of the step family dynamic that I like to deal with and the side that you like to deal with are very complementary in that, you know, families often have a hard time because the stepmom is not aligned with the dad's parenting style. Right. Mm -hmm. And the dad has issues with parenting because he has like guilty parent syndrome. He feels bad for leaving his kids. So he's very lenient and not authoritative and disciplinary enough. And then the stepmom can't, have her way in her home and feels like she's walking on eggshells and feels like she's lost herself. And so I think we both kind of approach that dynamic, but um, from different angles, which fit with different personality types and relationship types, right? Because um, I approach it more from the side of you can't change anyone but yourself. You can influence people, but you can't change people, right? Yeah. And so I approach it from sort of an inside out approach where you 
figure out your end of the of like the problem I guess how are you participating in what are what are you doing to engage in the problem and how can you change and show up to the situation differently and influence others in that way without trying to like change them right but then your side of it is you the dads who are actually open to getting help which is so rare so (laughs) right like it, it really is in my in my experience that yeah the dads that are open to listening to these types of conversations and getting help from someone who knows what they're doing you're sort of the the dad whisperer in the, <laughs> right you you put them you help them realize what their part of the problem is and and how they can show up differently yeah in order to change the dynamic in their family so i think like both pieces are important it's not yeah. Like, and of both just complement each other because it's, if one person only changes and the other one doesn't, then it's like you have to make a decision if you're willing to put up with this in the long term or not. But if both people can change, that's when when the family can really integrate and blend more easily when there's like sort of both parties are willing to sacrifice and learn new ways of showing up. And yeah, yeah, yeah I just after working with stepmoms for a couple of years, I just started to understand how much of the stepmom's problem really belongs to the dad and not, mm-hmm. not in the sense of, you know, making anybody feel bad, but, but that she is trying to adapt to something that is dysfunctional mm-hmm. because the exactly. dad has been knocked off of his, of his, a sort of father function in a really significant way by the trauma of the divorce, sometimes by the trauma of the previous wife, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. that was a big feature of their dysfunctional marriage was that he wasn't able to take his place at, as a father in terms of the leadership of the family unit um, in the way that fathers do, you know, according to their energetic function I'm talking about now and not anything about like male or female humans, but fatherhood and motherhood as a like energetic function as as a psychological trope or whatever, however you want to look at that. And that when this family is dysfunctional because dad isn't able to stand in his place, the, the stepmom is doing all of this work to adapt to something which is not correct and mm-hmm. it might work for her to just adapt to it and everybody limps along like that and it's okay like if she can you know get develop the skills to hang in there then it's okay but it could be so much infinitely more if we can like bring this family into some kind of coherence and it's only the dad who can do that if they're his kids and mm-hmm. obviously it we're you and I work with stepmom families. I don't know mm-hmm. if you work with stepdad families. I don't personally. No, I don't either. It's such a different dynamic, eh? Like mm-hmm. people look at me with big eyes when I say that. It's a completely different animal. The biomom stepdad family, it's like it couldn't be more different. Yeah. Well, because I mean, 
women are always scrutinized more, right? So the woman is looked at as a stepmom, as the evil stepmom, whereas yeah. the stepdad is like, wow, he's so great. He's taking these yeah. kids on as his own and like, yeah. oh, what a great guy. And then meanwhile, it's the stepmom is like the evil one, right? Yeah, well, the stepmom, it's assumed, mostly, it's assumed mm-hmm. that she's the one who broke up this marriage, even if she mm-hmm. met her husband like five years after he got divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The look that you get, from people and the often the expectation, um, you know, that's kind of what I call the like soccer mom syndrome or whatever, that you mm-hmm. can't make friends with the other moms because they're a little bit suspicious of what role you may have played in the breakup of the, that marriage, mm-hmm. which is, it's awful, but that's what we all deal with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think also the, the thing that makes it so different the, the stepmom family and the stepdad family is that, you know, the step parent, when the step parent is a woman, we're dealing with, she is dealing with her maternal instincts as part of the dynamic. Mm-hmm. And mostly stepmoms, I don't know if you would agree with me, but mostly stepmoms do better when they can disconnect their maternal instinct because it doesn't serve them in the way that they expect it to with someone else's kids. And mm-hmm. now you are in a really unique position of being a full-time, <clears throat> full-time stepmom and also mom of three hours kids. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a really unique situation. I mean, there aren't so mm-hmm. many people who are in your position. Yeah, but even in my position, I do have to disengage from yeah. certain things when it comes to my stepkids, and so it it really. It depends so much on the situation. And, and I think the thing is you really have to be able to listen to yourself, know your own limits and what you are and are not okay with. And I think a lot of stepmoms come to their stepmom role and overgive and self-sacrifice too much at the mm-hmm. beginning mm-hmm. and they burn out eventually. Right. Yeah. And oh, so it's, sure it's, yeah, really important to know what your limits are and set those limits because it's not the same relationship as as your bio kids, right? It, it like, I don't know, the, the stepmoms out there who say like they love them like their kids, I don't know, it's different. It's not to say that it's less than or, you know, not as important or not as much love. No, I, it's, I, it's not about I think that, you, it's just different, right? It also, it also depends on, being able to recognize what the child will allow themselves to accept from you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women get, I mean, I have clients in my practice who are so, um, so anxious to be able to mother. Mm-hmm. Like they want, they want to be a mother. They would wish to have children and maybe it's not time yet, or it's too late for them, or they're trying hard and it's not happening but a lot of their desire to be a mother is put on the shoulders of these kids who actually have a mother. Mm-hmm. And, and then like the, when you want it so badly, like the kids can smell it and they, mm-hmm. they reject that, that role. And then yeah, you feel rejected and it, it hurts so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the stepdads are more naturally, um, like what we would call what we would call stepping back 
and mm-hmm. looking for a place where you can contribute without overgiving, overgiving all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's a natural stance in many cases for the stepdad. He kind of hangs back and surveys the scene and offers some participation where it feels like it's the right thing to do. And I think mm-hmm. that's hard for women to do because we feel a lot of societal expectation mm-hmm. on us to be the homemaker, the caregiver, the giver of baths and reader of stories and maker of sandwiches. And, you know, you fall into doing those motherly things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard then to step back from it when you, yeah. when you realize that you're burning out from it. Yeah. And in some cases too, like when a stepmom doesn't have those maternal instincts towards her stepchildren, it makes her question herself, right? Like yeah. there's something wrong with you're me right. that I don't, yeah right? That I don't love these kids like my own. Is there something wrong with me that I don't want to like cut their nails or whatever, do these intimate things that, you know, maybe if it was her own kids, she wouldn't have a problem. But, um, and again, like there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to know yourself and know what you're able to give and, and not overgive because it's a recipe for disaster, right? Um, when you overgive and, and do it from a place of like societal expectations, not because your heart is full and you want to, it's, yeah, it just backfires. And, and I think a lot of people say like the, the foundation of the step family should be your relationship or should be, you know, some people even say you should put the kids first. I believe that the foundation should be your relationship with yourself always. Yeah. With oh, yourself I love that. <laughs> Thank and a higher you for power. Saying that right? With yourself in a higher power, whatever you believe in, and then your partner and then your stepkids. And and that dynamic has worked wonders for us. And I mean, it's not not perfect. Our relationship has its ups and downs, like the relationship with the stepkids has its ups and downs. But when you're connected to something greater than yourself, and you're, and you're connected to yourself, you can figure out how to how to make it work for yourself right? Because there's no one size fits all. Um, Every family's different. What one family is willing to put up with another family's not right. And then there are just so many factors at play like bio mom, what's she like? How does she interact? Um, Is she around? Is she (laughs) engaged? And so it's, it's hard to say, like, I know a lot of stepmoms come to me and they're like, what's my role supposed to be, but it's really a journey that you have to figure out on your own. You can't be told what to do. Yeah, I think, I think it helps for people to hear people saying, like, listen to yourself and not what everybody else is telling you, because they don't mm-hmm. live in your house, you know, they don't, mm-hmm. they're not experiencing, you know, what you're living. So a lot of times, there's a lot of pressure from your own mother, from your mother in law, mm-hmm. from people around, maybe sometimes your spouse has, like, a lot of expectation around mm-hmm. what you're going to do for his kids. And mm-hmm. um, a lot, a lot of times the, you know, the husbands are um, hoping to sort of reprise the old family vibration with just a nicer person in the role of mom and wife. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't go like that. Like it's yeah. not that simple. And it's not fair to put that all on the woman, right? Absolutely. And that's where like the the dad's role comes in. Like he 
has to step up and do his part because you can't make up for his lack of parenting, right? No matter what you do, it's, it's just not going to work. The, the dad has to step up and parent himself because they don't, your stepkids might not even want a relationship with you. They want a relationship with their dad and nothing you can do can replace that. Right. That's right. And nothing you can do can replace the relationship that they have with their mom either. Like she's there, even if she's not there, even if she's passed away or if she's, you know, just not a present mother, they still have a relationship with her. They still have a link to her and you're not there to replace that. You're there to compliment it, but you can't compliment it when there's nothing to compliment in terms of your partner's parenting. Right? Well, and you can't compliment it where there's this, um, this distorted energy, this disharmony, mm-hmm. um, this, this incoherence of the, the vibrational energy of the family because dad mm-hmm. is not standing in his place. And that's the part where I come into connecting dad with himself and with his mm-hmm. strengths who mm-hmm. like, you know, I have yet to meet a dad who doesn't have already everything that he needs to do this. He just didn't understand that the skills and the, the, the personality traits that make him so successful in his workplace or in some other field of endeavor are the same ones that he just has to learn how to pull those into this family situation um, and make use of what he's already good at and just transfer those skills to the the fatherhood and the leadership, the family leadership piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very much about connecting the dads to their, you know, whatever they need to feel completely okay and have the the sort of confidence and charisma and magnetism to draw their children around them in a very natural way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your experience is with men. I'm curious, but in my experience with stepmoms, I find that a lot of the like ways they show up, the the things that are triggered are usually things that have nothing to do with the present situation and their like childhood issues being triggered. And it's a matter of needing to reparent yourself because you have these um, in some cases, like false conceptions of what a family should be, or in some cases, it's just something being triggered in you that has absolutely nothing to do with the present situation, but it's just like, I don't know, like you sense like your space is being invaded and that reminds you of um, bullying incident is it but you don't reckon you don't put two and two together that's right it's, it's, but it's just subconsciously there is yeah. that a similar thing that you experience with your male clients or is it mostly like the just the divorce that causes the guilty dad syndrome um well it's not just the divorce because I'm sure you you see this with whoever you're working with but like you know you get divorced and then you take the same problems with you to the next relationship. Like you would never mm-hmm. recognize that you're doing that, mm-hmm. but, but it happens. And so yep. like a man who has been, let's say really emasculated by his ex-wife and was really um, who for whatever reason allowed himself to be dominated in a way that sucked up all his self-esteem he's now being dominated by his kids or he's continuing to be dominated via his kids by this Mm. same woman that he's 
already divorced, but it's not over because that, that same energy is coming into his home through the kids and he can't, he still doesn't have the tools to deal with it. Even though he was able to end that relationship, he's still being influenced by that kind of situation where he yeah. is not standing in the leadership position. And that is like such an unsexy thing for his new partner to, mm -hmm. to have to witness. And like, she's all over him about like, how can you let your kids treat you like that or talk to you like that or whatever. And, and then now he's getting it from both ends because his mm -hmm. new partner is harassing him about changing something that's, you know, to him feels really, um, it's a stuck place, you know, it's a, it's a piece mm -hmm. that he hasn't been able to, to, to change on his mm -hmm. own. I, maybe he just hasn't been able to see it clearly yet or whatever, mm -hmm. but the, the dads that I deal with feel very, very caught in the middle mm -hmm. between their kids and their new spouse. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes the kids are acting kind of in loco for the, for the ex-wife. Mm -hmm. which is another, you know, like you think you got divorced and, and, uh, and there she is, you know, take on the role. Yeah. It's like family dynamics. Like it's like that cyclical intergenerational pattern that just gets passed on until you take the time and energy to, to sit down with someone, get help to see it clearly and break those old patterns so that you don't pass them on to your kids. Yeah. Right. Because Essentially, if you're if you're just reliving those patterns over and over again in a new relationship, you're teaching your kids to do the same. Yeah. And I think the best thing you can teach your kids is what a healthy relationship is like, because especially if it's like high conflict bio mom, they're not seeing it from that end. Yeah. And so. It's no, it is very. I know that my my stepkids who are now 21 and 23 and 26, um, they tell us all the time that they really, you know, they're aware now that they are seeing a healthy relationship in action mm -hmm. and that they're, they feel grateful that they get to see their dad and me in a healthy dynamic. And that's like with our kids, cause they're with us full time. Yeah. All the time, especially now with COVID, yeah. they do see us arguing, yeah. but it's not like in intense shouting, yeah. you know, crying yeah. like that it's it's arguments but with a constructive end yeah and I think modeling those types of conversations to the kids is even like for their own good I don't know Absolutely. my husband thinks otherwise sometimes because he comes from a different kind of family where everything has to be behind closed doors right yeah. but yeah. I'm more open and, and I use situations like if I do get upset about something I don't try to hide it from my kids I try to teach them that it's okay to be upset about things and to teach them sort of positive ways of working through their problems yeah. because everyone has problems and, and it's not like to, to give them this, like, I don't know, false view of what a relationship should be is that's not the goal, right? It's like, no, showing them what a real relationship is. And that includes arguing sometimes. Right. For but it's sure. not like the type of arguing is the difference. Right. Well, I think that, I think that what she, uh, my stepdaughter is the one who lives here all the time with us now, mm -hmm. her brother was here all the time, but he's been off at school for a few years already. Mm -hmm. But I think when she hears us, what I would think is arguing, it's to her, it just sounds like a conversation, mm -hmm. um, you know, and 
So whatever, like, it's not that we also don't hide, at least I hope Mm -hmm. that we don't hide things. Like I'm much better at, I don't, I don't take shit the way I used to for sure. Like Mm -hmm. I respond pretty immediately now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I'll just say what's on my mind and we don't, there's not a lot of back and forthness Mm -hmm. about it, but Mm -hmm. I don't hold back with what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I hope that's kind of rubbing off. Yeah, like showing up as your authentic self and you teach them to do the same Mm -hmm. for your example. Mm -hmm. So just say a little bit more about the the clients who you love to work with. Like what, is there something that distinguishes who comes to see you or who you love to Mm -hmm. work with? I guess women who do self-sacrifice and overgive and they want to help, but they find that their help isn't helpful, right? Mm. So they're trying to be, they're trying to like teach their husband or get them to parent a certain way or teach the kids. And it's sort of backfiring on them because they're too involved and they're too self-sacrificing and that's not good for anyone. Right. And so I really help women reconnect with themselves and, and figure out what their needs and desires are and what their boundaries are and help them realize that they're allowed to have boundaries because a lot of women don't realize that it's it's sad man I could have used you when back when I was married the first time (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah and and I work with a lot of women who want to change but they don't know how because they feel like it's just an automatic reaction or response that they're experiencing and usually it's because something's being triggered within them Mm -hmm. and so um I love uncovering sort of what that is Mm. and um, it's nice. eh? It's a new puzzle, new puzzle every day. I love that too. Yeah. And then getting to the root of it so that you can flip it around and start showing up as your empowered self instead of that disempowered triggered version of you. And that's, that's what my talk on the summit is all about um, how to show up when you're being triggered. And so I come from a family where my parents divorced when they were, when I was in my twenties, but they had a very dysfunctional relationship, lots of fighting, um, alcoholism and coming from a family like that. It was always my dream to have a united family one day. Mm. And um, I I honestly, I always had this vision that I would adopt children, but it kind of worked out in a different way. Yeah. That's (laughs) funny. Right. Yeah. um, But I know what it's like to come from those upbringings and to feel triggered in your family. And a lot of times, like, I still feel triggered sometimes, um, especially because my stepkids come from a family that's very similar to my own. And so it triggers a lot of my stuff. Hmm. And um, learning to show up and, and create the family that I want, instead of just repeating old intergenerational cycles that were passed down, it's so it's just like I don't know just the most beautiful thing in my life and it feels like it's it's the purpose of my life and being able to teach other women to break those intergenerational patterns and then show up and create the family of their dreams despite the circumstances not being ideal at the beginning um I just love that it just lights me up that's so great 
Well, we we definitely have some kind of, you know, complementary vibe in the, you know, between your <laughs> clients and mine. It, that's mm-hmm. really nice that I think we're, well, it's for sure to say that all of the speakers in the summit are coming at, you know, a, a different angle and maybe not mm-hmm. having different clients, but there are different things that they let's say specialize in or different types of problems, different mm-hmm. life circumstances that, you know, are just a special area of interest for them. And mm-hmm. for me, it's really about, um, I, yeah, I just love working with the dads. It just, mm-hmm. to me, it's the, the energetic core of the family. If the, if he is the father of the children, um, obviously it's a, you know, quite a different vibe where the stepmom is coming with her own children, then it's, you know, it's a different, completely different circumstance, but mm-hmm. uh, where there's a, a childless stepmom and, and her partner has kids, then, you know, bringing this family out of dysfunction into function through the leadership of the dad who, mm-hmm. like you said, he wants to do it. He just doesn't know how. And he's kind of mm-hmm. in the bushes with a machete, just, you know, trying to cut a path in every direction. And it can be so much easier with a exactly. with a good compass and a plan, you know? Yeah. So for me, that just, it, it ticks off all the boxes and it's very mm-hmm. satisfying. Yeah, I think there's so much power in a man being willing to get help like that. And and I think in our society too, people see vulnerability as a weakness, but mm-hmm. I see it as a big strength because in order to get vulnerable and recognize that you're part of the problem and actually show up and do something about it, that is so strong, right? That like, how can you look at that as weakness? That is no, I know. the, I, you the know, definition I of strength. I'm happy that I think that since in the last, whatever, 10 or 15 years, since executive coaching has become mm-hmm. such a ubiquitous thing, like every CEO of every major company, you know, has, is, has an executive coach. Like it's understood that the highest levels of leadership are still being coached because you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can always do better. And if you want, exactly. your, if you want your company to be prosperous and you're not getting coached, you're, you're losing out. Like that's, you know, that's very, very clear now. And, I think that the stigma around that is, is quite gone. You know, typically mm-hmm. boards of directors are um, often insisting on executive coaching for the, the top level and mid-level executives of their company. Mm-hmm. So I think that the acceptance around that idea, maybe people aren't used to the idea that it applies in your family as well, mm-hmm. but, you know, leadership coaching in the business world is an absolutely normal feature now of business mm-hmm. life. And I think it's just slowly becoming more accepted that those same principles apply in your family setting. If you want your family to be prosperous, um, it behooves you to, to get the help because there's also, you know, the clock is ticking, right? There's the, the kids are growing. There's a time limit there. It's not something that you can sort of put off indefinitely because you wake up mm-hmm. one day and you've kind of missed the boat. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm finding that guys are much more open 
to uh, even to having discussions about about emotional well-being and mm -hmm. uh, mental health. It it there's still you know a, a long way to go, but I'm I'm encountering more and more uh, sort of platforms where mm -hmm. men are going to have those kind of conversations. I think that's really really great. Yeah, I love that. It's very encouraging. Well, this was awesome. Thank you for doing this. And oh, thank you, Tracy. Let's just say another couple of words about about the Ultimate Step Family Summit. It's September 15th to 17th. Is that right? I think so. I have it in my calendar, but that sounds yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. And tell me again what your talk is about. So my talk is about um, what to do when you're being triggered for the stepmoms. Right. right. Yep. And, and how to um, show up as your best self when you're being triggered in your family. Do you have it at the tip of your tongue? What is your, um, what's the gift that you're giving to all the webinar participants? It's um, a, med a guided meditation. Oh, nice. For um, those moments when you're feeling triggered and you're recognized that you're being triggered, but you don't know what to do to get out of it. And so like recognizing it is such a big part, right? But oftentimes when you're in it and you, even when you recognize it, it's so hard because you're just in a yeah. fog, right? So yeah. being able to pop into meditation and get out of that state is, is so key. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Very nice. And then, and then I'm offering um, a three-hour workshop um, to help people discover what their main trigger is oh, cool. and, and overcome that. And that's your, so for the VIP members? Probably? Yeah, that's the yeah. VIP offer. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So my, my talk is about how to help your partner when it hits the fan, as I, as mm -hmm. I say, <laughs> when it really <laughs> hits the fan. So talking about those kind of extreme situations where like maybe parental alienation is um, starting or in full swing mm -hmm. or where you're being, um, uh, you know, called back to court, like court proceedings mm -hmm. are starting, the custody is being challenged or whatever, how ways in which you as a stepmom can support your partner, of course, without getting sucked under yourself. That's the subtext mm -hmm. because um, like, I totally recognize that from my journey of mm -hmm. just being a helper and kind of losing yourself to the drama. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the, and my, um, my VIP offer is really geared for the dads and it's um, a full day of coaching by Voxer. Do you know what Voxer is? Are you familiar with Voxer? It's a yeah, I've used it in the past. Service. It's like, yeah, like a messaging platform, but right. voice messages, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's voice or text. Um, I have a client who use, he uses Voxer a lot. He likes to type to me and then I send mm -hmm. back a voice message, but it's just kind of a walkie talkie thing where you just mm -hmm. can send a voice message of any length. You can talk for 15 minutes if you want. And so we will do this full day of coaching where we don't, we're not actually on the phone at the same time, mm -hmm. but it's super convenient because you can do it from your car or from the sidelines at the kids soccer practice, or mm -hmm. when you have a few minutes to get away and, you know, step out of the kitchen and, mm -hmm. uh, just attend to what we're doing. So um, I know other coaches who say that their clients just swear by boxer coaching. They absolutely love it because they can mm -hmm. do it in little bits through the day. You don't have to devote 
a whole hour to mm -hmm. being coached, you can, you know, forget things and remember them and call back. So it's kind of an unlimited platform of having mm -hmm. these, this back and forth interaction. So it's, it's a full day of my time on Voxer. So I'm wow. hoping that lots of dads are going to take advantage of that because it's, it's included with the VIP bundle. That's awesome. That's a lot of work for you. It will be fun. I'm really looking there. forward to it. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, well, Tracy, can yeah. I ask you a question before yeah. we end? Yeah. Um, I just remembered something. And, and while you were talking about your talk and your offer, I'm wondering if you have any advice for a stepmom who is in a situation where um, the stepson has decided not to come back to, to live with them. And, yeah. and yeah, like what, what advice would you give? And the, the, the stepson is saying that it's the stepmom's fault because she's always on him and that kind of thing, because the dad's not right. Well, if it's true that she's always on him, um, then like, that's exactly what we're, that what you and I've just been talking about. Like that's, mm -hmm. that doesn't ever work. It doesn't mm -hmm. ever work. And so hopefully the dad can continue to see his son away from the house. Mm -hmm. And at some point he'll, or, you know, that he'll invite the son to come over when, when the stepmom happens to be not around, but that at some point he can start to suggest to his son that she's figured out that it was wrong of her to do that. And that she would like to, you know, have a better relationship with him where that's not a feature of their relationship. If it's not true, and sometimes it's not, I mean, my stepkids said once that they didn't want to come over and it was because of me, which was ridiculous because they actually really like hanging out with me. Um, that uh, there are ways of getting around that totally, but you have to not take it personally. It often happens that, um, that it's, a, it's part of a parental alienation picture that the child mm -hmm. it feels compelled for whatever reason to say that he doesn't want to come. It's a part of supporting mom. It's not really a diss of, of the stepmom. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's just that you're a convenient, you're a convenient target for these difficult, confused feelings. But it's really important. It's really important for the, the dad to continue to interact with the child, even if they're not coming over. And where it's, you know, if it is something to do with parental alienation, um, you have to, um, you have to leave some space for the fact that the child is really being held a hostage in this situation. And the more you fight against it, the more you're putting the kid literally in the middle of a tough place. Mm -hmm. So it could take some time to work itself out, but it's best to, um, to not fight about it, but to to continue to do your part as a father to discharge your fatherly responsibilities towards your child, whether or not they come to your house, because there are a lot of ways to do that. I actually have a, I have a series of five videos on my YouTube channel, undeletable dad YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. It's, um, uh, like what to do if you lose contact with your kids. Mm. So I have five videos about how to maintain, how to maintain a connection with your kids when you ha even have zero access to them. There are a lot of things that you can do. 
and they want to see they want to see what happens they want to see how you step up and how you continue trying and how you don't uh, get defeated mm-hmm. by this even older kids want to know that dad is strong enough to hold them in their worst moments mm-hmm. that he's not going to crumble and mm-hmm. that he's just going to carry on being their dad whether you're here or whether you're there mm-hmm. and that is so magnetic that you can't like you you can't lose mm-hmm. by taking that kind of stance so yeah, that's the beautiful. that's the answer if it, it one way or another you know it's on dad to to just maintain the relationship mhm i love that thank you tracy you're welcome well thanks for doing this thank you it was fun and so we'll um, we have to do it again soon absolutely and i think you're going to be coming by next next week is it i know i'm going to see you in person again i can't That'll believe be it exciting i've hardly yeah. seen anyone in person for like a year and a half so this I know. is very exciting <laughs> looking forward to it yeah me too all right well thanks again thank you I messed up just a little when we were talking and I neglected to say what my free gift is to all the summit participants. Everyone who registers for the Ultimate Stepmom Summit will get my Relief Journal, which is a PDF journal together with a video of me walking you through the whole exercise. So it's almost like getting a little coaching session with me on journaling. I call it a relief journal because I like different kinds of journaling that give instant results. So I'm really excited to share this with you. Also, as a special gift to people who sign up for the summit with my special link, which is bit.ly slash Tracy Summit, that's bit.ly slash Tracy Summit, no E in Tracy, I'm giving away lifetime access to my library of stepmom tutorial videos. These are my FaceTime live streams that I've been doing into my Facebook group, and there are over 50 of them there. So this is an amazing resource, and I can't even put a price on what it would be worth if I ever wanted to sell it. And it's free just for signing up to the summit, because I really want you to listen to these amazing speakers. For those of you who are Facebook people, you'll also be invited to join a special summit Facebook group when you sign up. And Anna and I will be doing a live stream there tomorrow evening. That's Wednesday, September the 1st. So you can even join us there live at 7 p.m. Eastern time if you like. You know, the reason I do this work is to contribute my little part to stopping the tsunami of stepfamily divorces. Did you know that a second marriage where kids are involved has a 50% higher likelihood of breaking up than a first marriage? I find that incredibly sad, especially because it's so very preventable. If you have the resources you need, you're way more likely to be able to weather the big problems. And this summit is a resource you don't want to pass on. The Ultimate Step Family Summit is happening off social media. It's happening free on a platform called Webinar Jam. And each of the 20 interviews over three days will be aired live and available on replay for 24 hours. There are free gifts from all the presenters, which is pretty cool. And if you want to buy the recordings, you can sign up for the VIP membership, which also gives you access to exclusive breakout rooms with the experts 
and a ticket to the VIP after party, as well as some incredible bonus offers like my Day of Voxer coaching offer for dads. So go right now to bit.ly slash Tracy Summit and sign up for free. If you want to buy the VIP package, the early bird price is 50% off what it's going to be when the summit starts. You know, that's when you say, shit, this is really good. I want to hear this one again. Or, oh crap, I'll never have time to hear all the speakers I want. So grab a good deal now and get it while it's on sale. Once again, that's bit.ly slash Tracy Summit. Thanks for listening. See you next week.